Kangla means for whatever. For whatever. Okay, la means for and kang means whatever. Tomba, you know. Tomba ni? Shunyata. Okay. The ni is the ta and the tomba is the shunya. Shunyata. Rua means right or appropriate. Right or appropriate. Dela means for that thing. For that thing. Tamje means everything. Rua gyur means is right. Is right. So look at it for a few seconds and then Bill Kelly's going to translate it. He said, Rumor, Gyur is right. Is right. Is appropriate. Gyur is? Yeah. In this case. Some people were complaining to uh, the Garjana, well, if things are empty, then they can't work, or they don't exist. And the Garjana said, no, it's actually the opposite. Anything, for anything which emptiness is right, well, then for that thing, any other quality is right. If it's empty, you can do something. If it's not empty, you can't do anything. Nagarjuna, this is a quote from Nagarjuna's most famous work, Mula Madhimika Karika. And he said, uh, people complained to him and they said, well, if everything's empty, then your words are, then the words are empty. Then your book is empty. And it can't teach us anything. You can't teach us emptiness with words if your words are empty. So it's a waste of time. If, if words are, are meaningless, if everything is empty, then why, why bother writing your books? And he said, no, it's the opposite. Because my words are empty, then they can communicate. Because my words are empty, because they have no nature, you can understand something in them that comes from your, side. your own mind. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's not like the beginning of the Tao Te Ching, and whatever things you said is not the Tao. And yeah. then those who are saying, but everything you can say is just false because it's just limited, it's not the reality. Oh, not like that. No, not at all. Because if you have the good deeds, I can speak words and you can and understand them, and then you can stop having bad thoughts and then you can achieve nirvana. So my words are understandable, but who gives them meaning? Yeah. They are also uh, also only labeled with thoughts. So, and the same for everything else. It's very interesting. If, if things aren't empty, if things have their own nature, they could never change. They could never change. The way the diet work is going to go from being unpleasant to me to being pleasant to me to being someday a deity to me is that... He's empty. If he were really that guy, he could never become pleasant and then become ultimately pleasant to me. Because he's empty, he can become pleasant to me. Because of my own projections and my own perceptions. If he weren't empty, he would always remain the blank that he is today. <laughs> <laughs> 
fine. I'm trying not to curse in class. I made a resolution. What difference does it make? It's one of the ten virtues. Yeah, harsh words. Yeah. You keep bringing this example up. It's a good example. It's I think everyone has, uh, everyone has somebody at work that they have a problem with, as far as I know. Yeah. You know yeah, I, I managed that department no, no, for 10 the, years. The front end of that example is... Had a problem with somebody. No. Huh? The front end of that example is, is very appropriate, I think. The back end of it, however, <laughs> everyone turning into deities, are we to cling to the appearance of people as suffering so that bodhicitta will function? Or, you know, do we just... Uh, at a certain point, don't need to have any bodhicitta because everyone's a deity. Uh, the Buddhists don't lose their bodhicitta. Well, no, he's saying everyone's going to turn into, is going to appear to you to be a deity. If that's the case, what do you need bodhicitta for? Or is that the end do you, all of do bodhicitta? You lose your, uh, do you lose your... Do you lose your... Do Buddhists go for refuge? No, I, I... Are they afraid of hell and afraid of... That's the cause of that. But to me, a deity is somebody who, a, a true deity, you know, a, 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 this is a deity. in the way okay. you mean it, yeah, we'll okay, is somebody who's beyond suffering. So what's we'll the point it. in Bodhicitta? If everyone turns into that, when you get to a certain point, then uh, is, does that mean that by you achieving enlightenment, the whole world achieves it at the same time? Or does that mean that you're not going to be able to perceive anybody suffering anymore, so uh, your Bodhicitta won't have any function? You, or are you having a, an example here that isn't fully cooked? You're at the end of it? aware of. It's a long story. <laughs> we'll get there. It comes. Basically put, um, you obviously can't have any suffering, right? Yourself. Right. And according to the meaning of Buddhahood, you've achieved others' benefit completely. Right. Even if there are still people suffering in the world, you've achieved the ultimate good for other people right. by becoming a Buddha. But then you have to... You Are you aware of them suffering? Them. Can you interact with them? Yes. You can You can be aware. You, you're aware of their suffering, but you don't experience their suffering. Something like that. Yeah, but if they are appearing to you deceptively to be beings that aren't suffering, they're not. They're not. <laughs> well, no, he's saying that everyone's going to appear to you to be a being that isn't suffering as a, as a deity, right? Is that a deceptive appearance or is that an actual appearance? I mean, is it the truth I or think, is that a deception? Don't you mean that you experience a pleasurable kind of sensation, not just that they're deities, but that you don't see them as rotten, mean, whatever? You don't see their ugly sides. You have a Read the calendar. A little bit Read the calendar. I mean, uh,. It says that the potholes in Indian roads are caused by the collective bad karma of Indians. All Indians. All Indians who ever bump on that road. You know. And from that you can uh, draw your own conclusions. You don't need me to talk. So the potholes in India will disappear when you reach enlightenment? For everybody. everybody reaches. For them. For, well, any, for any person who reaches that state, there will be no... Potholes. So if the equivalent, if the people equivalent of potholes, uh, i.e. some saric beings, will also disappear, what do you need uh, bodhicitta for? What do you need refuge for? Do they stop taking refuge? Uh, how does bodhicitta function if, you, if there's nobody who's suffering? How does uh, refuge work if there's no need to take refuge? He keeps saying it over and over again that the guy from work is gonna just like everybody else is gonna stop being a samsaric being. Oh, that's a good question. It's actually the question I asked Pavonka when I debated him for his sketch exam. That's, that's the question I, I, I that's what I asked him. So this is a good question then. This is not a frivolous no, it's an important question. pursuit. That I, it's an important question. That's the question I chose. I had the, I was the first. Every time you use this example, I was the first debater. What did you say? I asked him this question. And he said, "Good <laughs> subject for their." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "I said, is it, if it's unpleasant for a Buddha to perceive an, un, you know, someone suffering, then he hasn't, then that unpleasant feeling isn't that suffering for him to have some sort of a." awareness of someone else's suffering. 
Isn't that pain to be aware of someone else's suffering? I mean, isn't it painful for a mother to watch her son suffer? But the Buddha is beyond the point where you can experience those things. I'm sure you, but doesn't uh, the compassion... You can feel compassion, but you don't have the afflictive emotion. Right. So... But isn't it unpleasant for him to see us no. mess up our lives and suffer? That's not what... No, no this is a different subject, though. You're saying no, I, that I'm saying people are going to turn thing. into beings that have no suffering. Right. That's different from so when, how when do you perceive... Is it painful to perceive things? You can't perceive anybody who's suffering if everybody's a deity. That's what I'm trying to ask. If Shakyamuni has achieved the ultimate goal, then does he perceive suffering? Well, uh, if he does not, then how is Bodhicitta That's what Rinpoche said the last time he was in New York, like 12 years ago. So he said, well, I guess they're all going to retire, huh? That's a question. I mean, that would, what you're saying is, is that, what's the difference? Is it, is it they appear falsely to a Buddha to be deities, or magically everybody in reality loses their suffering once one person achieves Buddha? Is, is water nectar or pus? Or water. You took that course, right? We had to. Who, who was there? We went over that. No, it's well, it's in the Madhya Is water water or pus or nectar? Or the nectar immortality? Well, I suppose if it's water to a samsaric being and nectar to a Buddha, then the Buddha is going to be perceiving the emptiness of their own perceptions and say, you know, it looks like uh, water to me, but I recall that uh, to some people, I, to some of these beings who appear to be deities right now, to me, that's a deceptive reality to me, and actually they're really suffering, so this thing that looks like nectar to me no. looks like water to them. Well, wouldn't everything's emptiness connect to that then? Because if you initially saw them as a bad person and now they're a deity, it's it's the same thing, really. It just depends on your perception. Their nature didn't change. Yeah, their dependence didn't change and their emptiness didn't change. I don't know if that connects to what you're talking about. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, if if everything appears to be perfect, then either that's a deceptive appearance or... It's not. And if it's not a deceptive appearance, then there's no more function for bodhicitta. Does everything appear to be perfect? Everything just appears. Again, perfect. Why qualify? So, can I test something? Yeah. The Buddha perceives ultimate reality and deceptive reality simultaneously. So he's seeing... But does he perceive it deceptively? No. He perceives it as deceptive reality. Good, that's a very good answer. That's a big distinction. To per- we are perceiving deceptive reality all our lives. Right. But we don't perceive it That's as the way they do. <laughs> we don't perceive that it is deceptive reality. That's then he has to perceive it as a glass of water also. He perceives deceptive and a, reality. And a, and a cup of nectar simultaneously. He perceives it as nectar. Uh, and he's aware that, that it's only his perception. And that if he had been any different in the past, he would be seeing pus. He's also, also aware that you can perceive it as water. He's also aware that other people perceive it as. I, I, I don't. I don't think for myself that it's appropriate to answer many questions in this sense because if I recall, one time Buddha said that he's like being hit by an arrow, right? So he said, "You are in a condition so desperate that you don't start investigating the color of the arrow, blah blah blah, and all these different things." Imagining what a Buddha will be, what we are in trouble, and we, you know, you have to work hard on yourself to get out of trouble. So everything else, I mean, it's nice to talk about all this subject, but it's a little bit also too far for me. Sometimes they teach Sometimes they start from the last chapter of any book. Sometimes they'll start from the, like professional wisdom. Sometimes they'll start from the the, la- the eighth chapter instead of the first chapter because it explains what a Buddha is like. And it's supposed to get you excited about reaching Also, that sutra, the Buddha was talking, said that sutra in reference to the things he didn't talk about. I'm talking about something that Michael talks about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, this is what 
this is by Nagarjuna, and this is what Nagarjuna said to people who said, well, if things are empty, then nothing works. And he said what? Ariel. If things are empty, then nothing works. They, they said, say, they criticize him. Things work because they're empty. Right, nice, nice. They only work because they're empty. They weren't empty, they couldn't work. Specifically, they couldn't change. The reason that the person that you're looking at, the reason that water can someday become the nectar, the ambrosia to you, and it will, is that it's empty. If it were inherently existent, if it had its own nature, it could never be. It will never be. And that's why you can't uh, practice the secret teachings if you don't understand it. They, nothing will happen. You don't understand how it could work. But because of emptiness, they can work. That those things can work. But they, and you, because you understand karma, you know that they can't work if you don't do the right deeds. They never will. You can have any kind of blessing or empowerment or anything you want if you don't do the actual deeds that will make that occur. It's impossible. It's against all the rules of karma. You know, it's against everything you've studied. It won't happen. Uh, it's impossible. You know, and you can, you kind of got this feeling that, you know, you'll, you'll realize something and then suddenly things will change. But it's not like that. You really do have to become perfectly good. <laughs> you know? It's kind of that you think in the back of your mind, I can still keep some of my bad habits. You know? <laughs> uh, and maybe I'll still reach nirvana. No, you really do have to become perfectly good. You really can't dislike any person you meet. Uh, you really can't have any bad emotion at work. Uh, that's, you, can't, you really can't have any bad karma and still have those results in this life. It's impossible. So you make a choice. You have to make a choice. Can't keep going. Yeah. And you know, in, this, in that whole concept of you have to really stop doing any bad deed and can only do good deeds. Yeah. Um, it, it seems to me like there's this whole idea of um, how do I say it? Um, not denial, but it's not okay the way it is. Kind of like really being hard on ourselves, really saying. I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this. You know, the renunciation, the suffering. Lots and lots and lots of negative reinforcement, you know, negative motivation. Lots and lots and lots of this isn't okay, and this isn't okay, and this isn't okay, and this isn't okay. And you should be doing this instead of this, you should be doing this instead of this. And it's a, it seems to me like it's a real um, um, dispiriting uh, uh, approach. <laughs> you know, a, real, a real approach that says... You're not okay the way you are. Your behavior isn't okay. You know, the basis of your motivation needs to be fear. And uh, that's the nature of life. And, and so where does the joyous effort come into this? <laughs> I, I think, you, you know, you, you missed a big qualifier. You shouldn't do this, 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 this. If you don't want to experience that, 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 that. If you do yeah. want to suffer, then by all means, well, go out and gun everybody down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Well, the assumption is, is we all do want to experience happiness. And, and right. as we try to get to happiness. Yeah. You know, we all, I think we all do want to get to happiness, and that's where we're trying to get to, and it's a question of how to do it in a joyous, positive uh, way. I'd be disillusioned to find out that the things you like are leading to unnecessary. Uh, I, uh, I was in this other class the other day, and we were talking about this, and we were talking about anger. And it, we came to this interesting conclusion that, okay, you get angry at the guy, you realize that what you're angry at has to be a non-existing thing. Yeah you realize that he has no nature of being ugly by himself. You realize that he's blank of that because to other people he looks quite nice. You realize that whatever ugliness he appears to have is coming from your own perceptions. Yeah. And you realize that those are forced on you. And then you try not to do them anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I, we were talking about it, and the result is that at least for the time you're having all these thoughts, you didn't get angry. You know what I mean? Well, in the moments that you're... When you say get angry, you mean actually behave in an angry manner. No, I don't because mean that. The, no, to live, you, you can't have... You can't have... It's very interesting in, in debate. I think it starts to come up and then no, you recognize it. No, yeah. Well, it's there at a low level. Yeah. You're, 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 we can say you're about to have anger. And then you start debating with yourself, which is what conscience is. And you, you've already been doing it, I assume, in the last week or two or three. 
you've, you've had instances where it occurred to you, oh, this is the moment of truth, this is what he was talking about, this is when I'm supposed to see the guy's empty. Now, now, what was I supposed to do? And then that slips out of your mind and you get angry. <laughs> and then, you know, ten minutes later you say, oh, I, I was supposed to do something else. <laughs> uh, but for, what, what we were talking about in the other class was that for that period, that wisdom is in, that's wisdom in your mind, the debating. The, the guy that says, wait a minute, wait a minute, you're supposed to be thinking about emptiness. At the moment of heat, um, wisdom cannot coexist with a, with a nyomo. It's impossible. With a klesha, with a bad thought. During the period that you're perceiving him as empty or trying hard, um, at that same moment, according to Buddhist philosophy, according to the philosophy of perception, according to the study of perception, you cannot have uh, a bad thought in your mind at that time. While you're while you're debating, while you're under, starting to understand his nature as being empty, and while you're trying to think about the karma of the situation, during those few moments, it's impossible to have anger in your mind focused at the same object. It's impossible. You mean you can't be thinking one thing and feeling another? No. Nope. I would dispute that. No, no, no. 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 object, no. Don't you mean your mind can't be dominated by anger? No, you no. have to no. be able no. to conceive no. of it to use no. wisdom to no. analyze it. When you're having wisdom, you cannot have the emotion of anger in the same moment. You might, they might alternate so quickly that you think you have it in both of them. You can't. When your mind is understanding his nature, you can't have anger, and that's in fact the, the way you're going to get liberated. Um, so, but that isn't what I want to talk about. What, what we were saying in the other class was that you might notice, if you try this for a while, that a side benefit, which is sort of a funny side benefit, um, you saved yourself five minutes of anger during the day. And that's pleasant. I mean, even if Buddhism doesn't exist, and if karma is not true, and emptiness means nothing, you just get angry less during the day, and it feels better. You feel better. You know, that's, I think that's some kind of a pleasure. That's it is. It's a, it's, a, it's a side yeah. benefit. You know, one of the six perfections is joyous effort. Right? Yeah, and, and also what you call uh, rejoicing. Yeah. Like when you think about the Dalai Lama, you know, that there's one person in the world who's got no occupation except to go around and talk about compassion. <laughs> you know, and you say, yeah, that's nice, you know, this person, he could have been famous, he could have had this, that, this, and he, choose, he chooses to go around the world teaching people these things, yeah. teaching crazy Western people these yeah, things. Then you, if you're happy, that's supposed to net you 10% of his virtue. Well, that's great. The, the, my question is, though, is that the, the you know, joyous effort is one of the six perfections of Bodhisattva, but it doesn't seem anywhere that there's any teaching about how to cultivate joyous yeah, effort, how to, oh, how okay, to have there. joyous effort. Fourth, fourth chapter. <laughs> fourth chapter, fourth chapter. It's deceptive because Gurdjieff used to uh, talk about the monks, like uh, people that were inflicting themselves intentional suffering. And the way, because if you look at the monks in India, or you say, boy, they are cut off from the main whatever, and then you can look at monks, at least at my experience in Nepal, in many different ways, including that one. Oh, they just withdraw from life because it's so hard to live on the street, so they, uh, they retire in some monastery and they have the food and they, and they sleep for free, in a way. But these are all, I think, uh, distorted views of the monk, including that one of Buddha that was saying they inflict intentional suffering in terms of... Well, Benjamin Franklin wrote a thing Because... I said the same thing. Yeah, no, I think, uh, I agree that what we've had so far was uh, the renunciation part is meant to make you afraid and depressed. And some people wrote on their homework. <laughs> and I take it as a good sign. I say, that's, that's fine. According, you know, that's the cause for, for taking refuge and until you take refuge, you're not a Buddhist. So if you have some kind of fear or depression or worry or distaste, that's renunciation and you're doing fine. Um, My question is, are there Buddha, balancing teachings here somewhere that sort of bring us back to life as a joyous experience? I think experience? Uh, it's not a joyous experience as it is. We studied the six sufferings. I mean, it's not. There will be joy. I mean, there, I think bodhicitta, if you get into bodhicitta meditation, and you really have, you know, if you meditate over a period of time, and you get into this uh, very simple thought that of fantasizing, that you want everybody in the world to be happy, that you want everyone walking around every street in the world right now to get exactly the things they want, 
it's a very pleasant meditation. I don't think there's any more pleasant thought than that. And it's very happy, you know, it's very satisfying when you get to that point in your meditation. And you just, your only feeling is that everyone, even the people you don't like very much at work, things like that, that they succeed. And that they get what they want. That's a very healthy thought, and that's a quite a happy When you get good at that. You're supposed to go towards bliss, right? And they say, and that kind of bliss will be nine times higher than every kind of happiness that you can experience in this samsara. So it's yeah, not just well, suffering. It's sometimes I also tell people, there's no choice also. <laughs> what else are you going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah, if you're not going to practice these things, what, what's your option, you know? Is it to go on like before? I mean, you, you guys are poisoned. Your minds are poisoned. You can't go back you will not go back. And Tantra, the point is, is we practice seeing everything as bliss in the, the, the realm of the deities and experiencing the deities, right? I mean, it's an intentional... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. We right. can't talk about Tantra. <laughs> okay. Now, you know, no, we have to go early tonight. We have to go quick tonight because we have to get out to New Jersey because we're chasing it. Okay. Coxell. This is colloquial to Tibetan. It's kind of sound like that. Doxel. We gotta go up and debate a little. Middle floor. Leave your books. No need. Seriously? to debate. So, Drogole means we gotta go. Is that a true? Are you? Say that again. Tungsta means we are you. This one? Yeah. Drogole. No, no. G R. O are you? Oh, oh. Tungsta means to debate. Oh. Are you ready? Are you ready? I got some grades in the computer. In English, okay? Can't tell me the two qualities of an authentic teaching. Three qualities of an authentic teaching? Yep. Sure. Oh, three qualities. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go to the kitchen. Teaching. Teacher. Teaching. Must have been spoken by the Buddha? Yeah. Chick. You better cut it up. It must have been. Sure. <laughs> 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 He wants you to show him. Show, show, show. Show me. Come on. Give it. Say what? Give it show. My brain isn't working. It must have been spoken by the Buddha. It must have been rendered, it must have been cleansed of all errors. Good. By who? By master teachers. Okay. It must have been. That's a girl's chair. Can't you speed up a little bit? No. It's always been slow. That's a girl's chair. Somebody love that. Give me number three. What's he, what are you waiting for? <laughs> you guys are supposed to go. You ready? We're supposed to go rank out. Is that, is that, is that, is that the Tibetan way? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> What's number three? Super <laughs> Are you telling me there's only two? There's only two, maybe? By practicing it, you have to be capable of achieving realization. Yeah, good. Okay. If nobody wow. can get anywhere, then it's good. Qualities of a good student. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, the three qualities of a good student. I love that. They're gonna be sitting over on the end over here. They must be. They must be a proper vessel for the teaching. Three qualities. They shouldn't have the problem of the pot. The three problems of the pot. I didn't say the three problems to avoid. I said the three qualities that they They have to have uh, effort and uh, you know, be, be willing to apply the effort to, to the teaching. Uh, is that the first quality of the students? Uh, no, it's not the first quality. You're going to count from the backwards? They must be intelligent enough to even find the teaching in the first time you want to do it. 
Quality Yimbaha. Is that one of the ten qualities? Yimbaha. Yeah, with a demutualization of suchness, number five. Yimbaha. Is it? Number, yeah, yeah, number three. Number, five? number two, you made. Yeah. Number five. No, it's not number five. It's number three, you made. No, but deep realization of suchness is number one. I thought number two was a deep realization of suchness. Direct perception of emptiness. Control of peace by peace. Yeah, that's nice, that's nice. A little bit bigger perception, okay? Number three is a perception of emptiness. Number five is a big perception. But also, you said five was qualified by the fact that they they at least had to have the intellectual Number, number three is having. Uh, number three is having a pain. Number, number three is having a pain. Number four. Wait, who am I kicking right now? Number four. Should be the show. Are we in scriptures? Was it? So it's enough only to be. It's not enough only to be realized. He has to be rich in the scripture also. Nungi chupa. Yimbaha. What's number six? I gotta, I gotta keep going to make okay, that that's, to, the, that's the usual way. Okay, so that he has to teach in loving, in a loving way. Touching, <laughs> How many of the, how many of the ten qualities refer to him, and how many of the ten refer to his quality of teaching? I, I remember six and four. Yeah, six and four. Right. So and number six is, first. number six is his personal quality or how he teaches. Personal. Personal. Exceedable. Mm. What's number six? Exceedable. Has to be better than you. Yeah, you didn't have Okay. You didn't have a yimbahas. What are the, what are, give me at least two of the four things he has to have to be about teaching, how he teaches. Okay. Show. Makedin, Kaishak. Makedin. Makedin. This is the way to review. You can do it in about half an hour. He can't lose his patience. Yeah, okay. That's the last one. That's ten. Yeah, last one. Joapan. <laughs> you mean you didn't hear beautiful bells going With on? With effort, it's number nine. It's emptiness. Sewe, dami. Jawapan, lata. Yeah. Say something, ayah. Happy to teach him. Joyfully. Is it? Yeah. Or he teaches at your level. Just for... Right, that's exactly what he's Master teacher. He knows your level and he teaches in the right order for you. Okay, what's number two? We got number one and number four. What? Of his four qualities, we only have two, right? He's not. He doesn't get tired of repeating over and over again. He teaches in the right order, and and according to you, it's your image of love and compassion. Yeah, love and compassion. He teaches out of love. Yeah. What's love mean here? Uh, it teaches without uh, reason for of making money or Good. personal profit. Yeah, that's not what love means. It's really not like he teaches for the love of it, right? Okay, for the love of the student, not out of he wants to get famous or get money or anything like that. Okay, we got three out of the four. We're missing one still. Mr. Kelly. Shaw. Okay. He's, a, he's a out of the delusive the mind. He never get the loot. The, and, and you don't want to do it. You never get turned down by any, you know. That was the last one. I thought, yeah, I thought it was, he was the very embodiment of the, love yeah, and the teaching. That's that he's not teaching for money. And I thought the separate one was that he didn't see, he's not in search of praise. I thought there were two separate no, things. No. Yeah. You never get this chorus. That's, that's number 10. You want number 8? Yeah. Nine. Nine? Sure. Right, we're missing no, one. Nine is the image of love effort. Oh, Tsunchen. Yeah, 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 yeah. He makes great efforts. What did that mean? He <laughs> puts up with students. No. <laughs> wasn't it something special? What was it? You studied for something? Effort. What did effort mean? He will continue to, yes. to teach. He'll, he will be there. He just He's happy to teach you. Yeah. Yeah. Happy. Yeah. Oh, it's joyous. 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 He makes joyous. effort. Yes. 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 Joyful. 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 He makes yeah. effort because he enjoys it, not for any other Maybe reason. That's what it was. That's what a Getting things and not getting things. Nice. Oh. Get the money. Get the money. Oh. To be 
So I guess seven means one, right? to be a Buddha so you know how to help everybody. So I guess the cause and its effect can exist at the same time, right? This is the method for developing the method and the result exist at the same time? At the end, yeah. So a cause and its result can exist at the same time? The acorn and the key that goes out of the acorn becomes a result. Can a cause and an effect exist at the same time or not? Are they? No. Can a cause and its result exist at the same time? Yeah. So, <laughs> so an acorn and the tree that that acorn grew can exist at the same time? No. So, so how can the number seven step of getting bodhicitta be bodhicitta? Because of the wish. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. no, it's, it's true. It, it's called the direction, but it's, it's not the result. Responsibility? No. The result. Number six is actual bodhicitta. You have bodhicitta. Number seven is the result. That's why one of the reasons why it's called cause and effect. But right. isn't yeah. to a certain point of realization, the path and the result become merged and they become the same? Usually, no. the path, the method and the result are much no, no, different. No, no, definitely. We'll get there. That's oh. in the next class. Okay, let's see. Go. Number. No, I guess there's no two truths, huh? Nobody could tell me the two truths. Deceptive truth isn't truth, right? 
No. So we don't call it truth, right? We can call it that. Ah, you got me. You got me. Good answer. Good answer. And she stuck to her guns, see? You gotta, you gotta act like you know what you're doing. Even if you don't. Half the time you win anyway. <laughs> Very important in the debate. Just keep going. Okay, still well. My uh, emptiness and the appearance of things are completely contradictory. Nothing could be empty and also be uh, deceptive truth at the same time. Contradictory image. What are you, crazy? Are you telling me they're not contradictory? Yes. They're not? Say, duh. Duh. That's what I said. Yeah, why not? Shot. Why not? They both exist. So crows and owls are not contradictory. What and owls? Crows and owls. Are not contradictory? There's a Tibetan saying that crows can't stand owls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> when an owl is sitting on a branch, a crow will never sit on the same branch. <laughs> <laughs> so, crows and owls like each other, right? Upa dang. Upa dang. Upa dang. Gawa ma yemba Yeah, crows and owls don't like each other. Sachi. They both don't exist. Nipa yemba ma yemba How do we go from liking each other to existing? Do they exist or not? Exist or not? They appear to exist and they Do exist. Do crows and owls exist or not? Are yes, they? they exist. Okay, they exist. So, no they don't because they are They're mutually exclusive. Because they're mutually exclusive, they don't exist? They don't exist. That's what you said. No, I didn't. You said the opposite. The opposite of what? You said they exist because they're not mutually exclusive. They exist because they're not... I never said that. Oh, fuck it. So I guess emptiness and karma are contradictory. Mutually exclusive. If one's true, the other can't be true. No, I didn't say that. You're making this up. So you say they're not? Now you say they are contradictory? Now you say they are contradictory? Karma and emptiness are not contradictory. Mutually exclusive? They're not contradictory. Are they mutually exclusive? Do they exclude each other? No, they do not exclude each other. Oh, good. Then that's a test of something existing, right? Whether ex- whether they're mutually exclusive or not. You said because they're not mutually exclusive. You said they're not mutually exclusive because they exist. That's what you they, said. I said they. Don't that's what you said. <laughs> don't you want to change it now? Why don't you change it? Every every They don't exclude each other. Do they exclude each other or not? Can something be both or not? Yes, they can be both. Let's talk about this box. Yeah. Is it emptiness? It has emptiness. Oh, good answer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> It has emptiness? Uh-huh. Good, good, good. Shock. What's its emptiness? Can you see its emptiness? Can you see its emptiness? No. How can you say it has emptiness if you can't see its emptiness? Emptiness is absence. How do you know it has emptiness if you can't see it? If you can't perceive its emptiness, why are you telling me it's empty? Because I can't see it. Then uh, you can't see uh, photons in this room or whatever. Yeah. So they don't exist? No, they're simply beyond my visual perceptive capacity. Uh, Alright. So is this box empty or not? It has emptiness, yeah. Ah, good, good, good. So this box has emptiness. Yeah. So it doesn't have dependence. Maybe. Yes, it has dependence also. Uh, what's its dependence? Suppose you're an Abhidharma. Okay. okay. Put a, we say in the monastery, put on your Abhidharma hat. It has... It has... It has... It has it has causes. It has uh, trees and factories and yeah, good, good. work. And that's its dependence, right? Yeah, it depends on those things. Okay, my bata kane. Rangiba. Kena rangiba shamushak. Where the rangiba hat? So tentrika. Okay. Yeah. Tenda digi tenda karisha. What is its dependence? Digi tenda karisha. Uh, well, the first school would be the causes, the second school would be. Eh, kena rangiba. Rangiba in. 
The parts of the box, the lid, the bottom, etc. What are you talking about? The parts are a stand or imata. The parts are its dependent origination? What are you talking about? It depends on its parts to be. Oh. Oh. So that's what I'm talking about. So dependent origination depends on its parts. Dependent origination means that it it depends on its parts for its existence. Ah, that ultimate. Now finally we got to my okay. Yeah, somebody got it. What's the ultimate position? It's merely imputed. Um, what's its emptiness? I'm sorry, what's its dependent origination? It's, it's merely imputed. Um, it depends. You always have to say that it depends on blank for its existence. That's, that's how you state it. You mean in a debate? No, even in English. <laughs> <laughs> its dependent origination is that, is that it depends on me. What? To give it a name. To give it a name and a label. Well, to exist, it depends on me <laughs> receiving it a certain way. We say for I was going to state it differently. You just didn't give me a chance. Shoda. Love that. Excuse me. Shoda. Love that. Show me. Show me. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Show, 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 show. Let's hear what you were going to say. I, I was going to say it was, it, impu- it was merely imputed okay. in dependence on um, conceptual, a conceptual designation and a, and a basis of imputation. <laughs> okay, that's all right. That's really involved. That's really uh, involved. Uh, but that's, uh, I mean, you can't uh, really uh, uh, because the name the name of the name of the name the the Giku walks around. No, the Giku walks around all night. He walks around to big. The Giku, that's not about. Very big, huge guy. And when you're talking with somebody, he comes up behind you. Were you always trying to get this job? Is he debating? Is one to one, or You know, if we got into it, if you guys wanted to say, "Oh, let's get Rujira," let me three people jump up and start going at it. At the beginning, it's very ordered, and at the end, it's this big riot. There's a big crowd. After about three hours. Yeah, dark mountain. Are you telling me that no self exists? Some people couldn't handle the one, the final one. Can, can I ask you something right now? Because 
today came in my mind as a solution because I was debating with Janet and she was saying the object of science exists, let's say that fridge exists, right? It's not that it doesn't exist at all because according to the last school, it exists only if I put the fridge name and the concept beside it and keep the thing frozen, whatever, right? But it seems that the other lower school, they still hold uh, uh, truth in the sense that fridge exists because it's made, made of part and because of yeah. those concepts. Independent of mine. It exists conventionally. Independent of my thinking. What? Independent of my perception. Independent of your Whether naming and conceiving. Yeah. And conceiving. Yeah. Then the fact is that for every single thing that exists in this world, we name it. So yeah. it seems that it doesn't, they don't exist without name. But really, the object exists because it's based on these parts and causes. That's it's also true. Outside you, that you name it. If you name the parts, that's true. Uh -huh. Okay. Now you guys clap. Who's writing with whom now? Ninja's also going. So. I'm going. Are you Ariel. driving? I have three. And it seems to you the first time to be uh, violent or something, <laughs> but it's very healthy. And if you do it with a good heart and friendly, and you just you're just chutzpah, you know, and it it should be like that. And what it means is that in your when it it's comes a form to form of assertiveness training, right? When you're <laughs> meditating, um, what it gets you into a state of mind where you say, I know what I know. I've ripped apart what I know. I've had people yell at me, question me, debate me, challenge me on what I know. And I made mistakes, and then I fixed my positions, and now I know what I know. And what I know, I know. And I know why I know it, and I know, what I, and I know what, what's wrong with other positions. And I've heard them all. And I can defend my position. And then mentally, when you're meditating, you, you, you know that you're right. I mean, that's how you know you're right, is reasoning. So it's, it's a very, very healthy thing. It's not, you know, don't worry about the form of it, which you must learn, and you will learn, and will use it. But you can learn a lot faster. You, you know, now you go home, Michael Wick was with me the other day, uh, studying his quizzes, and he fell asleep like three times. <laughs> and he always does that. Uh, and you're not going to fall asleep to baby. You know? uh, and and you're, you struggle, you have to struggle, and it hurts, and it's unpleasant. And monks do drop out because they can't take the heat of the debate. Um, but don't don't worry about that. Just do it. Just do it. And it's very very healthy. And you can learn so much so fast. And then people, when you have your students and people question you, you're cool. You understand your position. You've been through everything before. You know the objections to the position already. You've already handled them hundreds of times. And, and you're just able to to lead people clearly. And you're able to think clearly about what you believe. And it's very good. Very healthy. So don't think it's uh, We'll have fun. It was very hard for me the first few years to to do it. Oh, you have years. <laughs> You've embraced it. <laughs> you know what you're saying. We don't know what you're saying. I didn't know what they were to say. I couldn't understand them. Because they don't have to answer in so it just sounds like just a, a dot. <laughs> is it is it also designed to, to get your ego right in your face too? It is, I mean, it is. you will never reach the heights of the Geshe, you know, if you can't be humble, if you can't take it being beat in public uh, and humiliated in public, you, you won't get there. If you want to preserve your... But nobody can see the Tibetans blushing. Uh, no, what do you mean? Oh, they get rid of I turn bright red. No, don't worry, you'll be good. And, and I swear, you know... And my eyes fill you know, with know, tears. You know, <laughs> you know, it makes you sure of what you know. And you can help other people. Because you've heard all the objections. You've been tested. You've been challenged. It's a very nice method. And it's ancient. I mean, the Buddha was using this method. Okay.
Let's go.